again, guys, and welcome along to the Essex Ghost Hunters podcast. I am Russell. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the guests and all the downloads that we've had over the past last week. It has been absolutely brilliant. Um, I know there's a couple of people out there that are listening to my ums, but I do apologise. I get a little bit nervous when I do this sort of thing. So I will try and refrain from using the word um. And that for Julie is, I think, my third um. That'd be my fourth. Um, I see that's just a natural thing to do. So this week we are going to talk about um, my favourite locations. Um, see, I can't, I can't stop doing that. I can't stop umming. And I don't know how to stop the ums. So, I guess I have to replace it with so. Shepton Mallet. I'm going to start off with the Shepton Mallet story. Probably my favourite uh, location of all time. The activity we had in that location was second to none. And everybody who joined us at that location had some form of spiritual paranormal activity i would i would put it as we started off me simon and sandra team members um got there a, a day earlier and on the saturday daytime no sorry thursday uh, daytime we met up with the people who open up and they allowed us to have a a little walk around and make sure that you know the base room was okay and where we could put all our teas and coffees and all things like that. So we started off and the lady took us around to all the hot spots. She never said anything. Simon started to pick up straight away as soon as we went in there. And that was along the lines of the female part of the jail. Now, we was picking up on the likes of uh, a, a pregnant lady and a small child. Now, to me, having a small child in that sort of location was a little bit, well, is that actually allowed or is it is that right or wrong? But we was talking to the, the guide who was talking us around and she let us know that there was actually a few children in Shepton Mallet, or was allowed at that time. And there was a few people, a few pregnant ladies in the prison. So straight away, we felt the energy in that area. And it was very, very strong. Probably the strongest I felt an energy in all my times at ghost hunting in, in the paranormal field, it was absolutely spine-tingling. And I didn't know we could actually beat that, so we walked around to the next area, and the lady said, this is supposedly where the, the craze were held, in um, Block D, I think it is, or Block C. Someone will... Um, put me right on that and I never actually felt anything in that area at the time it was very very still 
the atmosphere was still. It felt calm, it felt collective, and everything felt right at that point. But that was to change on the night of the event. I'll come back to that story as of when we go to event night. But we was continuing walking around and around, and then we got to the the main block. I think it's B block. Um, and that was an energy just in the daytime that I could generally feel all eyes were on me at that time. All eyes, all spiritual eyes were absolutely piercing the back of my neck. Every little corner, every little corner I felt an energy. I never wanted to look anywhere because there was just an energy staring or just a build up and build up of I don't want to say hatred because I don't I don't necessarily feel it was a feel of hatred that I was I was getting. I just felt if I was you know like the feeling you get when you walk into a pub and the where all the locals are and their heads turn um, that sort of feeling that you get. So I thought, wow, if we have anything like I'm feeling, or we can try and get any of these active, like this energy to interact with us on the night, then we should be in for a really good night. Um, we did miss the um, um again. See, sorry, I keep saying um. But we went to the morgue area, and that was, and that was our last stop on our little tour, and that was immensely, immensely frightening. Um, to the point that I didn't really want to stay in there. There was only four of us, so say me, myself, Simon, me, me, myself. What am I going on about? Myself, Simon. And Sandra was, and the tour guide. And I remember the tour guide categorically saying that she would never ever walk through here on her own. She says the energy in here is absolutely like frightening. And they've worked there for many years. The, The prison shut down, I believe, in 2013. And the it was just left to them to start off um, the the tours, so to speak. So we left, and we we went back to our hotel, and we just had a nice little chat and a dinner, and waited for the other members of the the team to join us. So when the team like joined us that night, we said to them like we've been and had a look around, you know, where we can set up the base room and all that. We're going to try and get there a little bit earlier, so we can let you all have a walk around. So we we didn't expect. Well, I wasn't expecting the activity we had the night of the event on the Saturday that we had. It was probably. As a team, uh, no, sorry, as an event that we've held with Essex Ghost Hunters, that it was the strongest night of spirit, spiritual um, activity that we had. 
I'll start off with I was um the you had three groups no two groups that night because we only had a small amount of uh, guests which really worked in our favour that night we don't run we don't run big groups we only run a maximum of twenty to twenty five people and you get split into three groups but because it wasn't necessarily a big group we only split into two so. We moved into all our locations. I know Simon, Henry went over into the the oldest part of the 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 prison. And I think that was the old medical bay or where they kept the severely ill patients. Uh rumour had it that they went in one staircase and they come out in a body bag in a second staircase. It was one in one one entrance in, one entrance out. Very rarely did you come out alive in that situation if you got put up in that wing. And uh, Simon didn't have particularly a good session in that session, um, which surprised me to be fair. But we didn't look at that location when we did the walk around. So Simon moved into A wing or B wing, the the main the main section of the prison of Shepton Mallet. And I remember walking in there and there was new group there was some regular guests that we have and some new guests that we had that night. And I remember staring at this gentleman, not in spirit, but a guest. And I remember looking at his face and I'm thinking, he just doesn't look um, coherent. He doesn't look like he's with us on this planet. So I said to him, are you okay, sir? And he went, yes. He just And he said, I just don't like what everyone's doing. And I said, well, what do you mean, sir? And he went... Why is everybody walking around and not in their cells? I I I run this, and all of a sudden, he it wasn't him. Now I'd spoken to him before the 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 start of the the event, and he said that he'd never done anything like this before. He could have been pulling the wool over my eyes. I don't really know, but I I generally believed him, and I spoke to his partner, his 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 wife or his partner. And I said, Has he ever, have you ever done anything like this? And they both said no. And he got up off the chair and he just started to walk around the wing as if he was in control of the wing. And he kept staring at all the people that wasn't in the cells as if he wasn't happy with what was going on. So I thought, okay, we better keep our eye on this because we don't really want anything to get out of hand. Um, we don't normally, you know, it's a very rarity that happens, but just happened to be so. It happened on, on this night. So I said to Simon, you, you know, pay attention to that Simon because he's really getting cross and angry with everyone being out of their cell. So I thought at this time I'll leave it with I'll leave it with Simon, and I'll go across to see Sandra, Kim, and Tina's group. Uh, to see how they're getting on. And when I got over there, I think they, they were just doing the, the spirit board and getting some good spirit board connections going on. 
so I thought is what we'll do at this time we'll um we'll get some filming going. So I took uh, team member Darcy back to our base room to set up all the all the, the videoing equipment. And as we was in the um base room, the all the all crash and bangs started to come from the kitchen area. So we went in there and we found like a the cupboard door had kept slamming and we couldn't work out why. So we thought, right, we don't want to be here too much. There's only us two on our own. So we thought, well, let's get back to the um, the investigations. So that's what we did. Uh, Darcy went back and started filming with Tina and all that, doing all the um, spirit board stuff. And and they were getting some good, good, um, good comebacks with questions and so forth. Halfway, we come back and had a tea break after that. So we all swapped around and Simon took uh, Lisa, Vose, uh, Andy, Coram, Karen, Jay and Maz and a couple of other guests, sorry if I forgot your name, over to where the craze was. Now, this is where everything started to sort of what I would say unravel a little bit um but in a good way in a spiritual way I think this is where the where my night of expectation really went through the roof um I could never have expected what had well you know the start of it to happen then I was waiting like I was just sitting back making sure everybody's all right Simon was running the group with Henry and I was in one of the cells with Lisa and Andy, which were guests. And Andy picked up on an energy. And I said to him, I don't, I wouldn't trust what he's saying. He's a liar. He's got too many, too many hidden secrets. He won't tell you. So... And he become very defensive all of a sudden, and he said, "I don't like you." Now, once again, spirit had sort of come f- through Andy and started to use his use his spiritual techniques to give us answers and questions. Um, he said he become in inf- feared of me because I'd found out that I'd known his secrets and he he was lying. So I went outside. And everybody started to pick up on spirit in the same way. Simon began to get very aggressive. And if anyone's been on our events with us or been out on an investigation with us, you'll know Simon is very placid in the situation. And he become very, very agitated. Now, I had... A lot of spirit. I, I at this point I was not co- connected with a spirit at all. I was just my guides were telling me how and what to do in this situation. And naughty me, I didn't listen. I went against what they said, and I began to aggravate Simon and Andy, and they began to try and get to me in a physical manner um simon was questioning me 
saying, I want to push you over the side and blah, blah, blah. But then he would come back and saying, Russ, I've got this spirit that's very angry. And the same with Andy. Um, Andy tried to get closer and closer to me. If it, I think it was Lisa or Henry that was sort of blocking him from trying to get to me. Uh, because I was telling the so what I believe was the truth of the situation. Like, why they're lying and doing things against, you know, because they're in prison. That You know, they were fibbers anyway, liars. And I was trying to sort of get them to tell their honest truth, you know, be honest for once, you know, it's time to be honest. And that's what was happening. They was getting very cross with me because I was sort of saying, well, I don't believe that's the truth. Um, I think you did this. And Simon was sort of saying, don't tell them that because they're not supposed to know that. Um, and he was getting very sort of angry towards me. Yes, you know, we could say that I was doing wrong by aggravating spirit. But also I was trying to give them a chance to be honest for once. And all of a sudden my radio went and I had a message from Sandra, Tina uh, and Lauren and Kim's group um, that one of our guests had collapsed. So I had to sort of bring Simon back very quickly and I had to front him face to face. And he he was, he was quite angry with me. Um, but... He'd under, he he under, he understood when I sort of brought him back to here and like the here and now, and I said to him, "You need to carry on this um, and get the the actual question, you know, the the answers to the question that we're answering." So I run over to the other group really quickly to find one of our guests, Jackie, who has been spiritually working for many many years. Um, laid out on the floor. Um, spirit had got so strong in the the group that he had he had knocked her for six. She wasn't hurt in any way, but it just becomes so strong in in overcoming her that its easiest thing to do was just put her on the floor and make sure she couldn't. I would say spirit was trying to stop her from carrying on telling the stories that was in this prison. So that was that, and I thought, right, we got everyone back, everyone I radioed through, I spoke to Jackie, she said, I just felt this overwhelming presence of a gentleman, and he made her feel really uncomfortable. But she said um, that he wasn't telling the whole truth, but he says he was telling the truth. And I just think it was overcome with um, the the passion or the the over sense of energy in this one, and it was a very very small room, and everyone was saying it was extremely warm when they got in there. It was quite cool, but it got very very cool. Um, uh, sorry, very very hot, very quickly. Um, that could have quite easily paid a part in it. Yes, I know, but I know Jackie as well, and who is a guest and that she generally was overcome with spirit and a couple of others in the group also had some you know touching of bums and you know you know the women in the group touching of bums and you know areas that shouldn't be touched they felt uh being touched so i thought at this time i think we better get everyone back to the base room 
and have a bit of a, a, a calm down, have a cup of tea and calm the situation down, get everyone back, blah, blah, blah. So we all split up again, went to our different groups and it was very flat. So my idea and Simon's idea and the, the team's idea was to get everybody into the craze cells or the craze wing, wherever that is, let's get into the craze wing. Well, that was it. That was the night that everyone in the room was, well, every ghost hunter or paranormal investigator would have loved to been in. We had the situation where balls, the polystyrene balls were being moved and thrown about, um, still left at the, at the uh, Shepton Mallet prison because we sort of had to get out of the location very uh, that cell very quickly. Now, it all started with Simon standing on the middle on the middle floor, or the, the first floor, however you want to say it, and once again, he got very aggressive. And as I said before, anyone who knows Simon knows that he doesn't get aggressive like that. He's a very placid sort of guy. So, okay, we thought, well, let's play on it. Let's play on this and let's get it all going. So that's what I did. I shouted up to him, what's your problem? He said, you're my problem. I said, okay, what what have I done? He said, you shouldn't be in here. Um, that's a key saying, um. And we, we sort of got the story of that we wasn't like, I wasn't liked, because I, it almost felt that I was like a prison, a prison guard sort of energy towards them. Sandra then got overtaken. Um, she wanted to go up and smash Simon's face in, or go and harm Simon. So me and Kim had to drag um, Sandra out of the way and calm her down. One of our guests, well, two of our guests, Julie, was seeing someone being hung and getting very emotional with crying. And Scott, one of our guests, was getting very frustrated at the noise that was going on. And we all believe this was the, as I say, this was in the craze area, some of our our guests and our team members were picking up on the craze energy um, in the in the situation. We got sort of backed up with Echo Vox and the Spirit Box that night. Voice recordings somewhere, um, pictures of orbs. You know how you take orbs. That's that sort of thing. But when you have a lot of people being affected by spirit in that way and most of the guests you know some of the new guests that have never had that before but you know never been on an event before and having that to happen it was very very active um we had the k2s going off we had no cameras in there um the cameras just went dead the batteries just went dead um all the all the ladies were fearing you know, got got a bit intimidated in that cell. Um, I don't necessarily know the reasoning for that. But that would explain to me why it was sort of like a split 
a split personality in that that place. When I looked and watched everything, you saw little groups happening, just in like um, a a prison you see on telly where there's little gangs and things like that. When you stood back and watched what was going on in the whole situation, the the cells or that, that wing began to look like that to me. So we let it go on for a little bit. There was, you know, a lot of people picking up. There was crashings of doors going. And people were just getting physically drained very, very, very quickly. So we got everyone back to the... The, the base room we as a team we cleared everybody down which we do at every event we will make sure that everyone's got a cloak of protection and they're they're protected from spirit um which i will elaborate uh, i can't even get my words out now elaborate on in a future podcast of sort of protection and meditation and things like that but there was a there was a question on facebook of what uh my or Essex Ghost Hunter is one of favourite locations. And I, I do believe it with mine. I say I do the podcast at the moment, Russell. Um, I go with my favourite, which is Shepton Mallet. And we all was in the base room. We cleared everyone down, make sure everyone went home. And when we, we got everyone cleared down and we all sat there, it was as if you'd just been in a boxing ring with Mike Tyson oh, everyone's energies were rock bottom. It was an absolute fight with everything in there. And even when we was closing down and going to collect all the equipment, we all went in teams of three or four because no one really wanted to be on their own. I walked around that place virtually all night on my own, going from group to group to make sure everybody was all right. And that was quite intimidating. Eyes through you know, certain corners, you didn't feel like going in certain corners, you just kept a one-track mind to go straight through it. The only place I ever run through, unfortunately, was to get from one area to another to walk through the morgue. And the lady was right, the guided the lady who did the guided tour was was right. It is a an energy there that is not very nice at all. Um it it was intimidating. But the that overall night was absolutely fantastic and that is why i would personally say it is definitely up there with my favorite location in spiritual activity or overall spiritual activity for everyone to see how heightened it was was i frightened at some points yes but most of the night no i felt that i was in control of the situation all the time and all my team felt the same some of the guests come out and said like they did feel a bit intimidated. We had a couple of police officers that that worked for obviously that formerly worked as the police officers, and they felt intimidated and didn't want to be left alone, which was understandable because that's how they felt. And a lot of of the ladies in our our guest ladies and team members were feeling uncomfortable for you know like sexual ways of being touched on the bums and things like that being a male prison or the mount where the mount area was at that time so that would be the reason why i would pick shepton mallet as my favorite one of my favorite locations and i i thank the the person who who asked that question on facebook um so i am going to finish there guys now 
of that is my towels of Shepton Mallet. I am sure that I will get people that was on that event with us and my team members tell me there was other things that I should have spoke about, but there's just so many to speak about that I, I may have forgot some or anything like that. And I do apologise. So I want to thank you for once again listening to the second ever podcast of Essex Ghost Hunters. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just type in Essex Ghost Hunters and you will find us. You see our little two little ghosts. If you've got any questions or you've got any suggestions of uh, podcasts that you want me to do or the team to do, hopefully over the next coming weeks that I'll be able to get more team involved as I find out how different equipment works and what programs I should be using to do podcasts. So I do thank you for listening. Um, um, again, I don't know how many this time. Julie Ray, I'll probably let me know next week when this comes out. I want to thank you again. Everybody, stay safe. If you want to contact us, please contact us on info at essexghosthunters.co.uk or go over to the website, which is www.essexghosthunters.co.uk. I'm Russell Old, and thank you for listening.